It's the year end, the holidays are here, and nostalgia is in the air. On today's podcast, the last podcast of the year, we ask a question every fan should ask themselves. Why do we collect things? Yes, we all love comics, toys, action figures, uh, baseball cards, trading cards, but we also love movies, CDs, posters, and other things. But keep in mind, the average person collects things too. Clothing, shoes, figurines, handwritten letters, postcards, greeting cards, and some people even save old concert tickets. What drives us to hang on to things? It's because they hold value to us, but is it personal, perceived, sentimental value, or resale value? Do the things we collect say more about us than our actual personalities do? In other words, are you a Star Trek person or a Star Wars person? And is there a thin line between collecting and not throwing things away or hoarding? Thanks for listening to Sidebar Forever. And from Dwight, Adrian, and myself, we wish you all a happy holiday season. Be safe, be well, and we will see you in 2023. I looked up the word collect on dictionary.com and... To bring together into one body or place, to gather exact from a number of persons or sources, kind of like collecting taxes. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is is to gather an accumulation of objects, especially as a hobby. And then the example they put in, in parentheses is collecting stamps. But, you know, we as collectors, and it's, you know, it's the end of the year. This is the last episode of the show. Um, Nostalgia is kind of in the air, you know, Christmas and New Year's, you know, you, you know all of that stuff. But... But yeah, just the idea of discussing why we as fans and, and as human beings, why we collect things, why do we hang on to things? All of us, you know, on this show, you know, we're, you know, nerds, admitted nerds. And, you know, we collect toys and, you know, comics and action figures and other things like that. But I do want to kind of drill down and kind of get into and unpack, you know, why why do we hang on to things um, what things do we hang on to versus the things we don't, you know, what are we super passionate about collecting versus maybe something where we're more mildly passionate about, uh, collecting or holding on to them. But, um, Dwight, you sent some great points over in our, in our text exchange. What was the first thing, I assume it's comics, but I don't want to, I don't want to do that if that's not true. What was the first thing that you remember collecting? Like, Oh, I got to have more of these. I want I want them to be in order. Or I want everything in the series or that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, coincidentally, it, it wasn't comics. Actually, you know? um, it was uh, it was GI Joe's. You know? Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the ones from the uh, from the seventies, dog. They were like six to like um, like twelve inch uh, Mego action figure types. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I wanted I wanted them all. Of course, couldn't get them all, but <laughs> I wanted them all. You know. Um, the first ones were, were um, uh, very well done. I mean, they, they had like, I don't know if you've ever seen them before, but they had like little fuzzy hair on their face and little, little fu- like and fuzzy froze and stuff. You know, it's very engaging, man. You, 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 can, you can dress them up and whatnot. And, and, it, and it just felt, it felt like, like, like very real, like, like, like characters you could pose and, and uh, with, the, with the military weapons and things like that. So that was, you know, um, being my parents at the time were just were fresh out of the military, fresh out of the Air Force. You know what I mean? It was like mm-hmm. they, 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 they kind of had a certain kind of inkling towards that kind of thing for me to be express myself too, as far as characters go. So yeah, GI Joes were, were the way for me initially, and then um, maybe shortly thereafter, 
it might have been like um, uh, Shogun Warriors, the the huge, mm. uh, um, the huge like those those bad boys are about what two feet tall, maybe maybe mm-hmm. maybe they were huge. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Shogun Warriors is my joint, and then after that was comics because comics were just like they're much more accessible. They're much more affordable. You know, they had the multi packs. You know, like you discussed before in the past, where they were like they're like a dollar. You had like th- four of those bad boys shoved into a pack, and you could, you know, the two on the outside were the best representations, and the one, the two, maybe the two or one inside was like the crap they're trying to get rid of, huh. the surplus gold key crap. So, yeah, that was my experience as far as my initial collecting goes. And then, as time moved on, it went to uh, collecting trading cards. You know, and not like your standard trading cards. It was, it was your your Star Wars trading cards, right? Full on. I feel in Star Wars head over heels, dude. Star Wars after anything after, you know, Star Wars is just my. It was the the kuda, it was the perfect thing for me. It just hit me the right time. It was the right age. It was meant for me, you know, and, and my my age group age bracket. So, yeah, that was it. Star Wars cards. What about you, A? Um, first thing I started collecting was uh, baseball cards. Okay. Uh, I fell heavy into that. Um, I want to say starting when I was like eight or nine, and um, top show tops, tops, Don Russ, um, score, Fleer, okay, the whole okay. gambit. Um, nice, just nice, all of them. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Right. Even when, even when they went into like the specialty cards, top stadium club. You know, some some of these guys out here, they know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like. Right. It was the whole boom, you know, there in the very early 90s. You know, it went mm-hmm. hand in hand with, you know, uh, the proliferation of comic shops across the nation mm-hmm. because baseball card shops were also proliferating as well. So it's within that that the changeover happened for me also that I went in there one time to get my baseball cards and, you know, I see like these image comics, you know, I'm like, hmm, what's going on here? You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, I picked up Spawn, Spawn 21. And um, it was like, huh, okay, okay. Wow, I gotta get some more of these. And then it just cascaded from there. And then I just transitioned over from baseball cards into comic books, you know? Interesting, And didn't know that. The interesting thing is, is that they translate the same in terms of you want to get a sequence or you collect by player, you collect by artist, you collect by character. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know what the compulsion is, you know, if it could be deemed that. And certainly in my case, you know, there are elements of compulsion for sure. But you want things to be in order, you know, and if one is out of order, you want to keep getting you want to keep buying until you get that thing to put right in this missing slot you know what i'm saying yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so so i don't i don't don't know what it is about that you know there have been times where you know um (laughs) as a young person i would be broke almost but i was like i had read online or something hey this issue comes out today (sighs) you know what I got to go to the shop and go get it, man. I'm going to spend my last <laughs> lunch money. I, I need to go get I need to go grab that, you know, mm-hmm. and hopped on the mm-hmm. bus and went and grabbed it, you know, just because I had to have it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that that's definitely me. I transitioned from baseball cards to um, uh, comic books, like in that 93, 94 period. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. 
Yeah, and, and to your point, Adrian, I mean, you're, you're right, man. It, it was definitely a compulsion, man. Like, I know for a fact, uh, as, as far as New Hope goes, there were several series of, of the Star Wars cards that came out. The first was the Blue Series, mm-hmm. which, which then led to, the, uh, the, led to the, the, the Red Series, which led to the Green Series, and led to the Gold Series. And I wasn't able to get as many as the uh, first. I got, all, I got all my Blues. All my Blues, you know. I, found, I had to keep collecting until I got them in order, yo. It, was, mm-hmm. it became a thing where it's like, I'm missing this because what it did so brilliantly was on the back of those, is it made a connecting picture of a scene from Star Wars. Same. So if you did, mm-hmm. so it gave it gave you that incentive to get them all together and get everything that you had there. And it was um it was it was interesting how that how it all how it came all came about. Exactly. Yeah. I uh I started reading comics probably when I was about nine or ten years old, maybe a little younger than that. Okay. But I didn't start collecting them or getting into sequences and you know uh, you know all the issues numerically and filling in blanks and gaps or following even creators until much, much later. But the thing that I early on that I do remember collecting was the uh, like the digest comics for like Archie digests, you know, the ones that you get in the grocery store line. I'd, you know, I'd get those and I'd want to get another one. Okay. Uh, And and then I, you know, then I'd start collecting a bunch of them and I'd have them on my little bookshelf in my room. Um, seems like the family circus had digests that you could purchase at like B Dalton or Ooh. somewhere like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I, I, I would buy those. And that was during the time when I were, I really thought, okay, well, maybe I was going to try to be a cartoonist as opposed to a, a comic artist. But I, you know, I think thinking maybe I wanted to be like Charles Schultz or Bill Keene or, or any of those, any of those guys. And, um, and it wasn't until I got older, maybe when I got to be like, uh, 12 or 13, and we moved down here mm-hmm. to where I really started wanting to collect and oh, I want to get, you know, all of these, you know, these issues, all of the Marvel tales, mm-hmm. you know, because they would reprint the old Steve Ditko Spider-Mans. And I wanted to read all of the adventures, all, you know, uh, uh, the Scorpion, you know, the Vulture, Electro. I want to read I want to read all of them. I don't I don't want to miss any yeah, of yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, I'll, that was also two at a time where I started paying more attention to where you know, Stan Lee or, you know, whoever was handling editorial at the time in the late 70s going into the 80s, you know, they would start to uh, annotate, oh, this is a reference back to issue number whatever, whatever, and be like, okay, do I have that? So now I'm looking through my comics. I got to put them in order to see if I have the one that he's referencing. Right. So I can go back and and, and go back to it. And so now I realize, oh, I don't have it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, now I got to get it. And so at first, you know, I'm like, okay, let me go to, go to, you know, Mile High Comics or something like that. You know, you see the advertisements where you could order back issues. Yeah. But all yeah. that seemed too expensive, and I didn't want to wait. Right. So that's when I figured out, you know, that there were actually comic shops that you could actually go to, mm-hmm. and there weren't that many, you know, back in, mm-hmm. uh, let's say, 80, 81, 82. There weren't that many, but there were. There were some. Like when we moved down here, you know, there was Fisher's Bookstore. Um, Oxford was just starting to become a thing, maybe. Maybe that might even have preceded uh, Oxford, you know, 81, 82. Oxford may have came on maybe a few years later. Mm-hmm. But Book Nook. Book Nook was one where they had back issues and they had them in order and you could go in. Yeah. And, you know, and that's when I became aware of bagging and boarding comics and you know the, the 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 high priced you know really super high collectors items would be behind the counter up on the wall where the you could get to the wall books yeah the wall books mm-hmm. yeah you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and i think you know going to those comic shops was where i started to meet and interact with other people who were avid 
and obsessive collectors. I won't say compulsion, but obsessive collectors. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, okay, so this is kind of a thing. And then you kind of, at that point, I kind of discovered my tribe, so to speak, you know, and I was realized, oh, okay, this is, mm-hmm. you know, it, it fed some kind of a need in me. Like you said, you know, to, like Adrian has said, you know, here and on past episodes, well, I, you know, I got to get them all, you know, <laughs> you know, that's, right. you know, that's, that's, that's kind of where you, where you leave things. But, um, and then I, after, after comics, you know, I got into uh, trading cards, not Star Wars and not baseball cards, but really, but these, if you can see them. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yo. Jeff Jones. Jeff yo. Jones. Jeff yeah. Jones, yo. Jeffrey Catherine Jones, sir. Yeah. So there was a real thing in the 90s, you know, of, Ooh, uh, you know, cool. artist cards, trading cards, all the Jeff Jones, uh, anybody who I like, you know, you, you could generally find a trading card of them. Um, also, too, in the 80s, you know, before going into the 90s. You know, they started to pull out the portfolios. Yeah. And I've shown you guys my, some of my portfolios. So Yes, you have. Uh, John Buscema, you know, Neil Adams. Um, uh, Don't you uh, got Howard Chaikin portfolio? Howard Chaikin's portfolio. Marshall Rogers. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite, I had quite a few. I had quite a few of them. Some of them got water damaged over the years. And I even kept the ones that got water damaged, which... Oh, you better, yeah. yeah. You know, just because I was just like, well, <laughs> you know, because that was the only way you could really see, like, really gorgeous, you know, full. This was way before, you know, the collector's editions, you know, that they put out now, where you can see these huge, you know, huge versions of comic pages and whatnot. But, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you know, so as nerds and as people who collect, you know, nerd-centric items. Toys, action figures, statues, trading cards. Eventually, at some point, you know, we became aware of people who collected like original art, prints. Um, I know when, when they when they first came into in, into Vogue, I was really into the uh, the Funko Pop figures. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I've got I don't know at least a hundred a hundred uh, you know Funko Pops, maybe more than that. Really? Oh, really? Maybe close to a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, probably close, real close to a hundred. I got I got a ton of them. I, I had no idea, dude. I had no yeah, idea. me neither. I would have never suspected. <laughs> it it just happened at some point, and I bought a couple, and they were really cool. And then, and uh, the one the person who got me into it was Vince. Vince was collecting them, uh, okay. and he was you know voracious about them because, <laughs> and then Vince would like he would find like oh, they have one of of the original Namor, you know. With the green shorts oh, and the trident and, right. and, and in the black, or he'd be like, Oh, they have the original mm. Falcon with the red and the white. Nice. You know, or the original cat, you know, all different versions of Batman. You know, you got the, the Golden Age Batman and uh, you know, the Miller Batman, you know, the modern Batman with the arm, every version of Batman and uh, you know, all the different, you know, the uh the golden age, you know, the hour man and whatnot. I'd be like, okay, I gotta get hour man. Come on, come on. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but yeah, so the Funko Pop figures, um, I remember the the action figures that uh the, the Tim Universe action figures from Justice League and Batman the Animated Series. Mm-hmm. I remember collecting those and those being really great because they had those really great Bruce Tim designs. You'd be like, oh my God, these are awesome. Yeah. Um And then, like, there are, you know, moving around in convention circles, you know, you would see other people who collected things that maybe were outside of our interests, but they were just as passionate about, you know, like 
people who collected like you know old vintage guns or yeah uh props from movie sets um knives and swords costumes for cosplayers there we go what does that right. mean hold it up that's 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 chewbacca my chewbacca yeah, yeah my chewbacca, chewbacca one yo, still yeah. in the packaging yo yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is uh it's my man uh darth vader yo there we go Still in the packaging. Still in the packaging. Yeah, yo, that's how you do when you're a collector, yo. <laughs> and of course, last but not least, yo, you got your your MC Ren. Yo. Hold it up. Oh, MC Ren. I'm MC Ren. <laughs> MC Ren. <laughs> Christmas <laughs> Straight out of Tatooine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, but thinking about this subject, though, you know, there are other things that we collect that are kind of akin to the some of the stuff that we're talking about. Like, you know, like some people will keep like their badges. You no, know, Dwight keeps badges from his conventioners. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. collect those and keep them as you know as keepsakes, literal keepsakes. Yeah, people hanging on to like concert tickets from you know concerts that they went to, where you know these were events. I remember my sister. You know, she was uh, a big music fan as a teenager. And, and so f- back in the 70s and into the 80s, you know, you could go to concerts and they would sell these program booklets. Just like you, if you went to a baseball game, they'd have a program. Yeah. But these would be, mm-hmm. you know, program booklets for the for the musician and the tour. There'd be special photos in it because there's no internet or anything. So they would do photo shoots and it'd be f- special photos and memorabilia. You know, it, it was a really collectible thing. And I'm, I'm sure she still has tons of that stuff. From her very first concerts, you know, and all the concerts that she went to as a teenager and as a young young woman, uh, up until up until now. And my sister was a big reader of Ride On magazine and uh, <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and Black Teen, you know, Black Teen magazine. Right, right. And and I know she still has some of those some of those vintage issues. Wow. Uh, you know, from from back again, 35, 40 years ago, you know, that that she purchased then. Mm-hmm. But um you guys mentioned something early on, and I said this is what I guess uh, I wanted to jump to was, in terms of being a collector, the idea of the preserving of something, and and the packaging and the bagging and boarding and leaving it in the in the original, like when when did that start for you all, and what do you think that that says about someone as a collector? Because you know, there are all kinds of people who collect things, but they don't necessarily preserve them and the condition, mint condition, very good, not great, shitty, tore the fuck up, whatever, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, right. When does all of that right. come into it? Well, for myself, um, as a collector today, a lot of my comics, I, shoot, I have a few um, here on the table now, um, you know, they're not in any bag or board. Like, the way I buy stuff now, I actually take it out of the bag and board because I don't want to be fooled with that. Now, there are some there are some that I definitely do want to keep in good condition, but not necessarily for the value per se, but more for the readability, you know, because either A, it's falling apart, you know, like it's falling off the staples. Mm-hmm. So I want to keep it together, you know, somehow mm-hmm. that way. Or B, you know, it is an older issue and I would like to at least just hold on to it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um I was never the type of collector to collect for like value, like, ooh, 
Ooh, this is going to go up. Oh, man, I'm going to get this issue because it's going to, you know, go up in value because this character's in there or somebody got killed in this. Right. It was more like, you know, um, let me hold on to this one. This is always, you know, an older issue that I've wanted and I finally got it. So let me keep it in, you know, good condition. But even some of my older issues, I don't have them in bags and boards. I just have them loose. You know what I'm saying? Because I want to be able to, you know, grab it read it you know go toss it back if i need to whatever you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying so not so much these days for myself man but uh what, what, what about you d uh for me man it's a thing wherein i mean i'm with you on as far as that goes i i no longer like bag stuff if it comes in a bag i, I may keep it there because I, I like i like pristine stuff I'm, I'm i like myself to be like at least you know to hold up to the level of quality which I purchased it at. I don't, I don't want it. If it starts getting dog eared and stuff. It kind of pisses me off. You know, it's like, mm. a, it's like, well, like, I, like I'm mistreating it. You know, like I'm disrespecting it to some degree. Like it's not what I what I purchased. You know, um, but that being said, I had I had an old issue of Spawn number one, mm. thing number one, uh, in a bag next to my bed on the nightstand for for years, and I hadn't picked it to read it in years. But I, but it was there. I, I liked it not because it was the best thing I had since sliced bread. Not because I thought it was the best of the, of the image output, just because I, I, I liked the story enough and I thought it was a good representation of a new generation of comics and where things were going. So I kept it that way based on that. Um, the other things which come in, I mean, I, I've, I've collected, I get now, I can't just collect things. I can only collect comics anymore, to be honest with you. Dude. That's, that's, that's kind of fall the radar. We'll, we'll get to that later. But um, the most recent comic purchase I had was, I did it through Heavy Metal Magazine, was of Tarna. And it was mailed flat, and it was it was a good series for what it was, you know. But I don't keep those bad boys in the bag. I mean, if they came in the bag, that's where they are. Um, but uh, to answer the question, I guess, um, when did that become a thing where I, I started bagging and boarding things? That became a thing where I guess my boy, my buddy Bruce, um, first introduced, introduced me to comics that weren't um, being purchased from your local uh, convenience store. Uh, they were bought, probably bought, probably uh, books a million, not books a million, but um, book nook. Uh, uh, what was that one? Book nook. Book nook was the first comic shop I went to, um, and uh, there's one other one too. But I can't think of what it is right now. But um, they start they were bagging and boarding things, and that's when it's like, okay. This 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 keeps in a pristine condition. This is what you have to do as a serious collector. And you went and then you get the boxes, the long the long boxes. Mm. You went to the long boxes. You know, you keep them all uh, alphabetically. You keep them all mm. sequentially. You know, that, that's when the, that's when that's that's when the craze kicked in. You know, it's yeah. like, okay, this is the way you do it. As a serious collector, and you, these things had value. Like my mom would say, you know, I had these as a kid. If I had them when I was a kid, if I had them now, they were worth something. Like, okay, so let me let me go ahead let me go ahead and make sure that I keep them in a certain kind of value, keep them a certain way, so the value will maintain and be able to later on in my life, quote unquote, I'll be able to like trade them in and get money off of them. You know, was the idea. Right. And D, how, how satisfying is it when you go through your long box and, you know, when you do have everything bagged and boarded and you're able to just run your fingers across it and everything. <sighs> yeah, yo. <laughs> yeah, oh, yo. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, yo. Absolutely. <laughs> and the smell of the polyurethane and mm-hmm. all that scotch tape. You're like, yeah, yeah. Ooh. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And there was a, there was a, there was a point where you were like, okay, do it. You know, just there was two, two conventions as far as bagging and boarding goes. Do uh-huh. I put it upside? Do I put it upside down? Or will the tape be on the bottom? Do I put it upside or right side up and put it be up top? You know, and ah, I was like, for, okay, okay. You know, for, yeah. for me, for me, I, I, I was I was a top man. I didn't want I didn't want to do the. I don't want to be thing. flipping everything around. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 But but you know the. Um, I'll say this too, Adrian. You live in an apartment. Yeah. I I need to get some more bags because quite a few of my comics in my long boxes don't have bags, and I don't have tops on a lot of my long boxes. <laughs> but right. I keep my comics in the basement, so I have them covered with tarps because I'm always afraid of water damage moving forward. Mm. And you're being in an apartment. Keep in mind, if somebody has a toilet that overruns above you, if it runs in and it runs all over your comics, that's it, yo. Yeah, but mm-hmm. see, I, 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 ha, ha, ha. My comics now are in storage, though. Oh, okay. Ah! <laughs> Adrian was thinking ahead. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's always definitely a concern, man, because these are, they're, they're printed. They're, they're on paper, so they're, they're perishable. They're, they're perishable goods. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because that's the only delivery device that they had to get this stuff now. I mean, now you have digital and all these other things, but, mm-hmm. you know, to preserve these things, you're always afraid of, like, the elements, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that and that's true. The uh, So, I guess we we collect things because they have value, and, and Dwight mentioned this in, his, in our text exchange in the group chat. Mm-hmm. You know, they have value, and it's either personal, or it could be perceived value, or it could be sentimental value. Right. Or it could be resale. Like for me, when I was, com- you know, Dwight and I came up during the collector's boom of the 80s. Mm-hmm. And so I did have comics that I said, oh, one day I'm going to sell these and be able to make money or whatever. And I did look at them more as an investment. But then I definitely had part of my collection that what these were my books. These are the books that I want because I want them. Yeah. Because I want all of the Steve Ditko Spider-Man. Because I want all of the, I couldn't afford the originals at the time, but the reprints of uh, John Buscema's uh, Avengers run, or I wanted all of the George Perez Avengers, or all of the George Perez, whatever it was, I wanted all of them, and so, and I wanted them for myself, so I could reread the stories and relook at the artwork, and 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 pull them all in again. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I think it's it's for a variety of reasons that that we do collect. Now, I started thinking about like the average person because again. We're all kind of specifically, for whatever reason, specifically wired and built for collecting mm-hmm. in the way that we are. But the average person might collect like clothing. Yeah, sure. Oh yeah. You know, mm-hmm. or sh- or shoes. Oh, shoes, sneakerheads, yo. Sneakerheads. Sneaker Come on, bro. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, women. I know. You know, they want you know every different kind of color of a five inch heel or three inch heel or a wedge. Mm-hmm. You know, they got have they have them all, and you go in their closets and they're all arranged and 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 neat and you know, it looks like you walked into you know, into uh, DSW hey, or yes. something. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, or men, you know, they say, oh, I got to have a charcoal gray suit. I got to have a, a, a silver mm. gray suit. I got to have a brown suit. And then I got to have a tan suit. I got to have a navy mm-hmm. blue suit. I got to have, you know, pinstripe, you know, and they'll have a suit collection in their closet, you know, just rows and rows of, of suits. But, you know, purses and bags, mm. you know, other things that people keep, us included, you know, photos. You know, photos from from the past, photo albums, although everybody keeps everything digitally now. But, you know, that used to be a real thing for our our parents and our grandparents and the generations before us to have keep photos. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Old handwritten letters, 
you know, uh, a letter you may have gotten from someone maybe who you hadn't seen in a long time or uh, someone who passed away, uh, yeah. a rejection letter you might have gotten where you were trying to, you know, get put on in some way. And they say, oh, at this time, we will we will not be accepting. But thank you for, you know, for submitting your application or whatever. And you, <laughs> right, you right, know, right. People hang on to those things and collect them. Uh, postcards back in the day were a big thing. Uh, greeting cards. Somebody give you a greeting card with a really special, you know, personal message to you, and you know, you're you're really moved by it, and you keep it, hang on to those things. Um, mm-hmm. I mentioned to you guys like life lessons. Oh, you did say that. Mm-hmm. You know, people collect mm-hmm. life lessons and, and and aspirational quotes and things to to live by and to kind of guide them. You know, mm-hmm. and then also too like, you know, there are people I've I've worked with a couple of people like a guy who collects old cars. You know, he buys old vintage cars, hot rods and stuff, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and fixes them up and you know drives them two twice a month and. You know, he and like you all talking about the protection of, you know, he, he'll cover it with a tarp to keep the elements off of it, you know, so that, <laughs> yeah, 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 so that the paint job holds up. I have another guy that I work with who was in the army, you know, he correct collects war memorabilia, you know, flags, and hats, and boots, uh, medals, um, wow. you know, th- things of that nature. And, you know, there are times where maybe if you're in a sorority, you know, you might collect figurines. You know, if you're a Delta, you might collect elephants. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been over uh, people's houses and they had, you know, I collect dolphins or I collect uh, I collect birds or, you know, just what, whatever it is. But I think the uh, there are a lot of average people that collect things as well. Uh, and they don't think of themselves as, quote, collectors, capital C, like we do. Right. But that's, you know, that's that's kind of that's kind of who they are to to some to, to a great extent. But. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys think that um, our things that we collect and that we we covet and, and things that we hold dear, do they say more about us than our actual personalities do to some extent? Hmm. Specifically, as it relates to us, I, I say that because, and I'll go. I, I keep quoting the movie High Fidelity all the time, where John Cusack's character Rob says, "It's not what you're like; it's what you like that matters." Books, movies, you know, music, songs, bands, you know, these things matter. They say a lot about who you are. So, you know, like the kind of car you drive says something about who you are, the kind of beer you drink, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh, whether you're a Dick Grayson person versus a Tim Drake person or Barbara Gordon, (laughs) a Batgirl person versus an Oracle person, Jon Stewart, Hal George, you know what I'm saying? All those things kind of say something about where you come from. But, But do you think that your things say something about who you are and what your interests are and, and maybe the quality of person you are to some extent. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I give a great deal of credence to that, that that's, that's definitely, um, cause it's not, you know, it's like also like saying who you are is what you do and what you do shows more about who you are than, than what you, what you say, what you profess, mm-hmm. you know? And I agree that things that you surround yourself with are items which have some sense of, of, of meaning to you and nostalgia. Um, yeah, I mean, I look at my bookcase, everything in here has meaning to me. I, can, I know the time that I looked at it. I know the time I first came across it. I know what it, what it means to me. Uh, I know how, how I value it. Like my first, my very first um, uh, art book, uh, I have right in front of me right now, that I, I, I purchased it when I was seriously trying to become a, a comic book artist, and it was Bern Hogarth's Dynamic Figure Drawing. 
Oh, wow. I'm looking at it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it, it still means that much to me. Um, you know, um, every other book that I bought in terms of trying to become a better artist is, is right here. Not almost of them. Not a lot of, some are still aren't here, but a lot of the ones that I had back when I was friggin' 18 years old are right here in front of me. Mm. And uh, I, you know, all things around myself with my computers to my right, my, my, you know, monitors to my right, et cetera, et cetera. Those things are which I've, I know represent me per, from a, from a, a deeper meaning, different, different person. So yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. It's, it's what we collect definitely shows who we are more than what we profess ourselves to be or, or show ourselves to be sometimes as human beings. Mm. Mm, for sure, for sure. And even within, like, you know, our particular circles, you know, like um, mm-hmm. Swain was um, intimating just, you know, um, the type of character you collect, you know, like traditionally mm-hmm. working in a comic shop, you get to know all types of personality types based on the characters they collect. So someone who comes in and collects strictly like uh, Superman you know, he's a very much, I won't say conservative, because that has loaded meeting the day these days, but they're like very classical heroes. You know, they're like very traditional values. More, tra- more of a traditionalist, I mean? probably, yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. While, you know, someone who collects a lot of X-Men stuff, <laughs> they're more on like, well, not all the time, but a lot of the time, they're on like the, the hipper end of things. They're probably more of a young person, you know, and um, they like, you know, very forward, trendy type things. You know what I'm saying? Because the X-Men, that book has always been trendy and forward thinking for the most part, you know, since burn, you know, post burn, you know, that that's been like the hot thing. Um, so you can kind of tell within like collect comic co- collecting, you know, based on the type of character you know, um, or the um, years that they were collecting too. What period do you collect? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. give you a clue into their their personality as a person as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think also too, like, you know, you think about people who were collecting and who were really, who were reading and collecting like Vertigo and, uh, those comics that were really booming in the '90s, you know, that was a very kind of a, you know, young twenty-something, right? Probably college-educated, mm-hmm. uh, like you're saying, very progressive-minded uh, men and women, you know, different sexual preferences, different races, you know, it, it, you know, what I'm saying it, there was a certain kind of person who was drawn to the material from that early Vertigo period, even going back to like Swamp Thing and. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, there's something else that, I'm, that I can't think of at the moment, but you know, Sandman, the, Sandman, Sandman, yeah, Sandman. yeah. that mm-hmm. early Vertigo period where you know it attracted a certain kind of reader, and so you kind of knew something about them based on the fact that this is what they read and what they collected, and even like indie comics, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, though you know, there's a certain kind of person that's drawn to that, and they're probably going to fall within you know within a certain kind of a lane. Uh, for the most part, you know, maybe not completely, but for the for the most part. But I do think that the things that we like and the things that we really find ourselves drawn to do say a lot about us. Even if you move outside of our nerd interests and you look at like like really, really rabid sports fans with the painting of the face mm-hmm. and the body and collecting the memorabilia for their favorite team and and going to every game and I have, you know, I have seasons tickets to every, you know, to every game to see them play my hometown team 
win or lose, I go and I stand behind them. And it's like, okay, that to me in many ways says a lot about who they are uh, in terms of loyalty and, uh, and, and what they're interested in. Maybe then their actual personalities do to some extent. Yeah. I, I think you're right to that respect. And in fact, uh, at the law office I used to work at years ago, uh, one of the attorneys there, uh, he got in this huge package one day, right? Came via mm-hmm. FedEx or UPS, one of those. I think you told and this. I think you told me this story. <laughs> I may have. I may. Have, I may not have. He um, he opened it right, and inside were two seats from the old St. Louis Stadium. What? Where the St. Louis? Jeez. Yes, from where the St. Louis Cardinals used to play, and he had them installed in his office. Wow. Wow. And the significance of that was that was his team when he was younger. And he used to go see it with his father. And then okay. furthermore, those particular seats are the exact seats that him and his father used to wow. sit in wow. at the stadium. <laughs> so I was like, holy smoke. That is so every- awesome. That is a whole other level. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's the actual seat stall. The ones that flip up, the, the seat mm-hmm. actually flips up and all of that. They're numbered. And it's just like, why wow, he had them cleaned up too, you know, and, and remodeled. You know what I'm saying? So they were installed. I mean, like screwed down to the floor. We had wooden flooring in the office. So you wow. come into the office. Now you couldn't sit in them. You can't sit right, in them. Of course not. Of course not. But they'd be. <laughs> Glued to the floor in his, well, screwed to the floor in his office. Uh, and, I, and every time I came in there, I would be like, wow, that's, that's pretty damn awesome to have yeah. a reminder, not only of your passion for like, you know, your childhood at once, your favorite sports team, but also mm-hmm. a memory of a loved one who's now since passed on. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty awesome, man. I respect that. I respect yeah. that. That is that really is a that's a whole other level, yo. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Wow. The, the time and research necessary to be able to acquire something like that takes a, a lot of a lot of a, a, a desire and, and heart to do that. It's incredible. That's incredible. And a lot of money too. That's why he was an attorney for sure. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> that helped too. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All of us, and we talk about movies a lot on, on the show as well, but all of us are really into you know movies and music to, to some extent, to, 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 to a greater or lesser degrees. Yeah. But at what point did you all get into the idea of collecting films? Adrian, I know you collect you know Blu-rays and DVDs. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I did for a long time. I don't collect them per se, but I mean, you know, if a movie I really liked, I wanted to own it. Like, it wasn't enough for me to have seen it. Mm-hmm. And enjoyed it and to talk about it with my friends like you guys are a family member or, you know, somebody that I was dating. But I had to own the movie. I had to have it in my possession because it was available to me and it was affordable. Yes. But when did that start to happen for you all? We're buying CDs and, you know, I like this band. Oh, I like Tribe Called Quest. I'm going to get all of their albums and check them all out. Oh, I'm going to collect. Every- I have everyone in the series. That kind of thing. Right. Right. For me, as as far as movies goes. 
it was, um, strangely enough, it was a series which I really wasn't super duper fond of, but the fact that it's presented to me as a, as a collection, I had to get it. And that was when we had VHS tapes. I bought, I bought the first, like, uh, I think the first three or four uh, box set of the Star Trek motion, Star Trek films. Okay. So I had, so, so I had, I had one through four. You know, and it was it was uh, of course the first one, and it was and it was the Wrath of Khan, and mm-hmm. it was uh, it went through, the went through search the, for the, Spock, search for Spock, right? Search, search for Spock, mm-hmm. and then and then it was uh, the Voyage was Home, the, the Voyage Home. I think it was yeah. I think it was the first four. So that that started my collection as far as that goes. <laughs> you know, but but as you, as you can tell, I'm not really the biggest fan of Star Trek. If you'd asked me about Star Wars, it'd been a whole other conversation. <laughs> right. But that time it was it was it wasn't released that way. So that, then my next set of videotapes were, were of course the Star Wars ones. It was the, the originals. You know the first you know one th- you know New Hope, you know Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. That that those those are my joints. And then of course there was a whole a whole series of times where it was it went to to the, the the DVDs, and you're collecting all kinds of things as far as DVDs goes. With things of Period nature. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Speaking of which, yo, I got a, I got a, yeah. to, to quote the movie, the 40 year old version, I got a big old box of porn right over here. I'm staring right at it. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> a, a spindle of DVDs, you know, burn DVDs, and, you know, uh, ton, tons of stuff that I probably will toss out uh, here re- uh, soon because I don't, I've, I've not looked at them in, I don't, t- Decades. Yeah, 10 years, at least 10 years, something like that, you know. Yeah. You know, and now, you know, <laughs> porn is free online, so, you know, who needs who, yeah. who, need, who needs a thing? <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah, man, so I think that's, that, that was for me, that was what it was. But I, I'll tell you what I, what I hold, still hold true to and still hold dear. A couple things, it's really strange. One is my my um, uh, Lord of the Rings uh, DVD set. Mm. I have the I have all three of those in 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 in, in mint, you know, condition inside the box, along with the, uh, the Gollum, who's my book my my um, my book my book holder mm-hmm. keeps the book in keeps books up there for the, the Lord of the Rings stuff and my own uh, my own books I've I have that I did covers for, and um, I still have my um, some of the, the best video games I've ever played. I still I still have some of those. I don't play them anymore, but I'm holding on to them because they, they're nostalgic to me. I have a, a great sense mm-hmm. of, of feeling and, and point of like, wow, this was a jump off point for, for video games. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that are, are curious as what they are, it's the, the Metal Gear Solid, the second mm-hmm. Metal Gear Solid, mm-hmm. which is like everybody knows that was a fantastic James Cameron esque um, um, type of type of, um, of, of of quality as far as the, the film development and stuff goes. And then uh, my uh, um, uh, nod to Amy Henning uh, and uh, Crystal Dynamics, the the, the uh, uh, um, Legacy of Kane series. Everybody knows what okay. that is. We're talking mm-hmm. like we're talking we're talking Blood Omen. We're talking like um, the Soul Reaper. Soul Reaper, yes sir, yes sir. You know already, man. You know already. Yes, I do. Was, oh hell yeah. Be- 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 mm-hmm. Because because. So when we're not talking about just visuals here. We're talking about like the quality of storytelling mm-hmm. um, involved. The, the story, the, the acting. Um, just elevate these characters to the next level um, in terms of like where they, they the, the voiceovers are so 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 endearing and, and the, the, the the way the stories developed is like it, there's some very serious twists in the stories like wow they did that in a video game so that's my spiel as far as that goes sorry I get so passionate about it man. no that's I, I all just, right those those no that's 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 why we here yo yeah <laughs> yeah yo I, I love those things man I hold on to them 
you know, going back to what you were saying, D, and to answer your question, Swizz, um, as far as like collecting movies, mm-hmm. I really didn't start getting into that until like my teens. And what's funny is you mentioned Star Wars, D, and you remember about 97, mm-hmm. 97, there was a big fervor about the original trilogy is now available as a three tape <laughs> set. And it's like, oh, man, because the special editions were coming out. So me and my friend looked at each other like, wow, oh, man. (laughs) So we saved up for it with scrounging and everything, and we bought it. And we bought not only the special edition that came in, like, that gold box, right? Right, We also got, when they re-released just the normal movies, but in a um, three-tape set, you know, we got that as well. And... Mm -hmm. (laughs) We ain't gonna get into like a petty fight about who's gonna hold on to it. <laughs> I was like, well, I put in, I put in ten dollars, so I need to hold on to it for you know about a week. No, bro, no, man. <laughs> so we ended nice. up coming to an agreement, and in the end, he ended up you know holding on to the regular edition. I got the special edition, but um, but yeah, but. <laughs> But thereafter, when I really got into my Cinemania, yo, mm-hmm. I'll admit it because it's the place to do it. Right. I, and even with my collecting overall, I'm one to make lists, okay? Yes, you so are. So I had a working list of directors, and I chronologically had their movies under each heading so that I would know what I was getting. And then I would check criteria. It's like, hmm, hmm, so the new edition of Coon Dunn is coming out. Hmm. <laughs> 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 I got to check it out by Scorsese's list. There we go. Right. You know, right. but I really got into it based on what other directors would say. Like, you know, when Tarantino was my guy, I mean, he still is, but when I was young, he was definitely my guy. So anybody he would mm-hmm. talk about, I would write their name down. Yeah. Like, okay, so I got to research who is this. Uh, I got to get a list of all their movies. I got to check out everything that they've done, you know. And I found a number of directors that way that became some of my favorite movies and directors. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So as far as like uh, collecting movies, I've started to finally slow down on that myself. Although my eyebrow does get raised when Criterion comes out with something that's like, oh, oh, you know, saying, oh, shoot, okay, yeah, yeah, that I can still get my 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 eyeballs up, if you will, you know, (laughs) to a certain regard. That 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 happens, and you know, I think for us, you know, obviously the engagement with movies is different. And music is different than the engagement with comics. Certainly there are digital comics and web comics that are available for you to read and consume and enjoy and, and, and apps mm-hmm. that you can use to read comics, you know, online. But the delivery system for comics is still pretty much paper, mm. uh, even still to this day. And obviously, like music and movies are now streamed. So there's less of a reason to have movies now as there as there once were, unless you just want the extra materials that come along with it, like what you're talking about with Criterion. There you go. And so, yes. mm-hmm. so like I bought, uh, I bought. We would we did the uh, Dwight and I did the uh, Born the Born uh, Identity mm-hmm. a few episodes ago, and I purchased a uh, a disc set with all of the movies on it, all four of the uh, Jason Bourne movies. And the the Born Legacy, and it came with a bunch of extras in terms of 
you know, the choreography for the fight scenes and locations mm-hmm. and Moby's mm-hmm. music and uh, changes, differences from the, you know, from the character in the book to the to how it's portrayed on screen and, you know, all kinds of extra stuff. And I'm, you know, I'm a big nerd for that kind of stuff, as, as you well yeah. know. So if it's something I really like, I am, I am really kind of interested in the back matter that comes along with it. Which you don't get, you know, when you're uh, when you're just watching something on on uh, on HBO Max or or, or uh, Prime or, what, or or whatever. But when one displays their collection, the things mm. that they collect and are into, out in the open, in an, to an extraordinary degree, in their home, you walk in their home, and their home is just adorned with you know, baseball jerseys and banners on the wall, you know, baseball jerseys in glass cases or, you know, (laughs) framed season tickets, you know, one by one going Mm -hmm. back decades, you know, or, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, you know, or their, their statuettes or their action figures are in a glass case right there in the living room. And, you know, there's a figure, a Wonder Woman figurine right next to the couch and, Above the, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Dwight, you went to Tom's house before, didn't you, Tom Trainer? Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, man. Okay, Woo. so for anyone who, who doesn't know, our friend Tom Trainer, he's, he's he passed away several years ago, but right. he's a very good friend of the show, and he was a, a former guest on the show, too. But he's a great guy, too. Tom's apartment was completely decked out. It was almost like a museum to his, yeah. his fetish interests. There were statues everywhere. There were yes. there were custom bookcases with figurines in it. Yes. There were there was original artwork that he paid hundreds of dollars to frame, uh, to preserve the artwork. There were prints everywhere, all along the hallways, going down into the bedrooms where the bathrooms were. In the bathrooms, there were there were things. Mm-hmm. You know the the shower curtain in the bathroom was a was a uh, maybe like a Ragnar a shower curtain that he purchased somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, his house was completely decked out so much so to the point that he uh, he and his wife Rhonda lived in this apartment complex in Alpharetta, and whenever they had to have one of the service people for the apartment come in and do service at the house they would argue over who would get to go do the service because they wanted to see the house. Wow. <laughs> so, so if they had to come in and, you know, there was pest control or if they had to make a repair, they would fight over who get who got to do it so they could go in and see all of this crazy, nerdy, super cool stuff that Tom had. But I wonder, yeah, man. you know, again, e- even if for someone not like that, a sports fan, is, is that something where you think that that takes it to a whole other level too? Kind of like you were talking about the seats – uh, that your lawyer uh, purchased from the uh, from the stadium, <laughs> I think so. And plus, it's at home. Home is where your heart is, you know, quite literally. So if you're inviting someone into the heart of the matter, into your home, into where you are, you both at once feel safe, but you also are um, not. I won't say vulnerable, but it's your comfort zone. So to allow someone inside that comfort zone with you and to experience that, you know, you want you want it to be displayed. And especially if it's something that you're very proud of collecting, then, you know, you want that to be arrayed in such a way that it shows kind of this is who I am. It's like throwing open, you know, your heart and saying, this is me. Mm -hmm. Take it or leave it. You love it or leave it. This, This is this is me. It's no it's no changing. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, it definitely says a lot about, 
you know, who you are and, and what you do, you know, to a great to a great degree. D, what about you? I was I mean, I, I agree, man. I was actually I was honored, man, to uh, go into Tom's crib, man, and, and see all the all those all those wonderful wonderful collectible items he had there, man. I was, I was, I was just blown away, man. I mean, yeah. and what got me was not only the artwork that he collected in terms of where he, where he cut, collected and how he, and how he kept it in such a pristine fashion. It was like uh, those figurines he had, man. Uh, Adrian, man, dude, he had a friggin' three foot, uh, uh, King of the Nazgul figure statuette in his house, man. Wow. And it was fully adorned. Yeah. I was like Tom, man. How much? Is, I, I I couldn't ask how much it cost. That's just nah, rude. yeah. You know, but I, but I knew it had to be at least a G dog. It had to be at least a G, a G paid for that thing because that was that was like a straight off the the wet at the wet showcase. Oh man, uh, type type of type of figurine. And he he, he pour through some. He shows he shows Swain and I these these uh these these portfolios like we, the portfolios we keep as as artists to take the artwork for for critiques to to uh. You know, to, to conventions, he had actual artwork in there that he kept, man. And it was in great condition, pristine condition, man. And I was like, wow, this is this guy is like, he's just a fun, affable guy. And it was like, wow, man, I was really sad when he passed away, man. But um, it's this great, a great personality guy, man, and, and fully into and immersed in his, in his world. And his world was like full of uh, comic art and, and other art as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Two last questions, and and we, we can go ahead and wrap it up. And they're not really an A and B, but it's just one or two. But the first question mm-hmm. is, is, is there a difference, is there a thin line between collecting and not throwing things away or hoarding? One. Mm-hmm. In other words, are, you, are some things you're just keeping them because you don't want to discard them as opposed to them really having any personal or perceived value on your part? And that's happened to me before where I would go through my comic collection Mm-hmm. And I set aside all the stuff where I'm like, okay, I really don't want to keep this. I just have it just because of some other, you know, some other connective connective reason. But it's got other intrinsic value. Yeah, you know, oh, it's part of the sequence or it's whatever. It's just it it wasn't really truly important to me. And I would set those comics aside, and I usually end up giving those comics away to like friends of mine's kids, you know, or some you know somebody a teenage you know daughter or son, and they showed some interesting comics, and I just give them to them just to hear you know, read them, don't read them, throw them away, whatever. But you know, just as a way to kind of pass on the hobby. So that's one. Is there a thin line between collecting and not throwing things away? Mm. And then the second deeper question is: is is do we collect things to kind of remind us, and maybe we've already answered this, to remind us of who we are or who we were? Hmm. If I if I if if I may if I may, um, the <laughs> to the A part of that um, as far as like the line between uh, collecting and hoarding. Okay, I've gone through several, and I'm I'm sure many comic collectors especially can relate to this. You buy enough back issues to where you get to the point where you have to make a purge. And I mean that seriously, you have to purge, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) because they're just like, there's just too many of them, you know, and it does get to the point where you do feel like you're hoarding them, you know, so you go through and you kind of organize them in terms of, okay, here are the ones I want to keep. Here's the ones I want to give away. But what happens is you start reading through some of them and decide, oh, I really like that now. Oh, no, I can't, I can't get that one away. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then you just 
mess everything up. Then you got to start back over again. Mm-hmm. But I've come to the point now where a lot of times I'm realizing that there's a season for a lot of things. Okay. There'd be some books that I've really, really wanted. And then once I got them and read them, it's like, oh, okay, that was great. And then I give them away just as easily. I've given away stuff to even you guys over the years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, You know what I'm saying? mm -hmm. Like really good stuff. And it was just like, you know, I've, 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 I've had my, my share of it. I've had my, my fun and enjoyment of it. Hey, I want to just pass it along, you know, with no regrets most of the time, you know what I'm saying? And I was really bad about hoarding when I was younger. I was definitely say in my early twenties, I had over like 10 or 15 loan boxes at one point. And I had to really pare that down. I literally had to just pare it down to mm-hmm. like about five or so. Um, today I have about three. Uh, three long boxes and one short box in storage, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I've had to deal with that numerous times throughout my collecting, you know, just when it gets to be unwieldy and too much to where the point where you can't remember your collection. That means you probably have too yeah. much. You yeah, know what I'm saying I agree. Probably I probably have too that. much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, man, um, as far as comics goes, my comic selecting days were a such limited budget. I didn't worry about getting too many duplicates or anything. So I don't, I, if I have Alpha Flight number one, I have one issue of Alpha Flight number one. I mean, <laughs> you, know, you never got more than one, yo. You didn't think, oh I man, it's I mean, no, no, I, I did, but I did, but I couldn't afford it, yo. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's one thing. Where, okay, I have, I have two books I want to get right now. I have Alpha Flight number one, and I have this X Men issue over here. Am I going to get two Alpha Flights? Or am I going to get get the X Men issue and Alpha Flight? You know what I mean? That kind of thing. And but all that's not a good comparison because we all know once Byrne left X Men, there was there was he was done he was done X Men. There was no more well, those two didn't translate hand hand to hand. But just to give you an example, <laughs> you know I didn't I didn't um yeah I, um hoarding yeah I think I hoard memories for some things for sure um yeah I mean I have a great deal of nostalgia for um, things which I I uh, I've collected over the years when it comes to like. Music. Um, I still have CDs I, I've listened to in decades. You know, I got a, I got a, I got a stack of music CDs I listen to. I've listened to in decades. Dwight, um, did, yeah. Didn't you tell me a few weeks ago or months ago that you had a T-shirt that you've had since the eighties? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I and I still I still kick it. I still kicks it too, yo. That 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 that, that, that yeah, man. That, that ran that ran Xerox joint, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen you wear that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yo. Yeah, yo. It's, it still holds up. It still holds up, man. And because I, I, I keep my stuff in pretty good condition, man. I, I, I you know, hang my stuff up, and it, it, if I don't wear it on a regular basis, it's it's just there, and it's just there because for a period of time I haven't worn it. Um, hey. I saw my I saw my Seal concert shirt, yo. You saw yeah. you seen wearing that a couple of times. I've man. seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. I've got my I've got my craftwork shirt. I still got our all, all, all original sidebar shirts. I got most of those joints still, man. You know, I got I got my sidebar hoodie. You know, what I'm saying I I kicked that to the film when when we when we rolled when I rolled out to see the Marvel films. I I kicked I kicked the sidebar joints, yo. Let them know wow. we're still we're still out there, yo. <laughs> we're still out there. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, man. Um, of course, the, the dot coms <laughs> don't work anymore. You go there, it belongs to some law firm now. Right. But, <laughs> <laughs> the conversation. but um, yeah, man. Um, uh, 
Am I afraid to get rid of anything? Not so much. The question is, is like, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of time lost, dude. Like my, my thing is like, I'm this, I'm this adult kid. You know, I, I don't, I don't have any kids. So my transition in life has, has not been the same as you guys. Hmm. Um, and, and my thing is I still have all the things which I pretty much liked and collected for a reason. Um, and I refer to them, um, still, um, not as much as I probably should have, uh, but my, my comics aren't up here with my comics are in my garage, you know? Um, but they're, but they're, 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 they're one of, to me, they're like one of ones. Like I, I like them because at that time it, I, it is valued. Like all my, all my Bilson Kevich, all, all Bilson Kevich Moon Knights, they're still down there signed by Bill. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All my, my collection of, 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 of X-Men comics, they're still down there. You know, they're not signed by John Byrne, damn it, because he never came. He never, he never came down south too much, bro. He came like one time, yo. Yeah. He came to like a, 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 a he came to like a, a, a fantasy winter fair? con, I think. No, it wasn't fantasy fair. It was like it was an offshoot. That was like a, it was like a winter con, dude. It was weird, you know. And and he came. And my, one of my friends at the time got him this got a signed version of uh, uh, Alpha Flight number three or four with Sasquatch on the cover. So I got that. Yeah. And um, but. Damn it, he never came down long enough, so it is mm. what it is. Mm. Um, and I got uh, things of value to me that, you know, there, there's there's a purge quality that needs, needs to happen. I, 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 Adrian, I, I, I like what you do as far as, like, giving things to people, man. That's that's a very good quality to have, man, if it doesn't have any real attachment to you or value for you anymore. It's like, give it away, you know, give it away, give it away, give, give it away, give it away now. now. Yeah. You know, because, <laughs> you know, there, there's... You know, there's a season, man. There's a season for 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 holding on to things, and a season of giving, as we are in Christmas, is is a good time to give things away to people mm. if you don't have any real value to it. You know, with attachment to you. Yes, what do you sir. think, Swizz? Um, and we can we can end it here, but yeah, I think I think that there there is a thin line between the collecting and the hoarding and the holding on. Mm-hmm. There does come a time where you do have to purge, um, and it's good for your brain. Yes. To like Adrian said, you reach a point where you can't remember what you have and what you don't have. That's probably a time to purge. Right. You know, if you're someone who has a closet full of clothes, if there are things that you haven't worn in over a year, it's probably time for you to purge. Right. You know, um, you know, there is such a thing, as, you know, the old expression, you know, is too much of anything is not good. Mm, mm. I do. Th- I do think that there is there is some 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 truth to that. So I, I do think that that's that's true. But um uh, a couple of the life lessons that I, that I picked up and that I've kind of remembered over the years is uh, the one I said about, you know, a system. Uh, the first thing you do when you enter a new system is find out what the system is, how the system works, how to make it work for you, and then how to work around the system. Uh, another one mm-hmm. is uh, in life, uh, if you do good things, people will always question your, 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 your morals or your reasons. Mm. Uh, if you do great things, people will always question your methods, but that should never stop you from wanting to do good and great things. Um, another one I got from my friend's father. He said, uh, the same thing that'll make you laugh will make you cry. Mm. Same mm. thing will make you laugh will make you cry. Um, yeah, I know you told me that many times. Another one uh, is, is, you know, how you treat the least in our society says everything about you. Yeah. You know, how you treat people who have who are the humblest and who are at the lowliest stations of life when you don't treat them with respect and the same, you know, kindness and and, 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 and civility that you would, you know, the highest. That says a lot about who you are as a person. 
And then the last one, mm-hmm. which has always been attributed to Marvin Gaye, I don't, I don't know if I've never found where he actually did say this, but mm-hmm. uh, if a person is an artist, if they are truly an artist, then their singular goal is to try to open the minds of men and women. Mm. That's truly what you're trying to do if you're an artist is, is you're trying to get people to think and, and to provoke, uh, you know, provoke them to, 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 to question themselves and to question you know, the things that they hold dear and the things that they think are important. That's that's your true goal if you are a true artist. Um, and like I said, it's always been attributed to Marvin Gaye, but I don't know that Marvin Gaye actually actually did say it. So each one teach one. Yeah. That concludes this episode of Sidebar Forever, hosted by Dwight Clark, Swain Hunt, and Adrian Johnson. You can find us online at sidebarforever.com. Any emails or questions can be directed to us at sidebarforever at gmail.com. And also, subscribe to us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram.